produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. It's <laughs> a big laugh. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. It's really a team. A team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what we need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. And once again, we are back. The intrepid trio, Mike, Kylan, and Eric, as a part of Mighty Marvel Geeks, issue number 247.1. Why point one? Well, because 247, we had a hilarious, a wonderful, a blast of a time talking with MCU talent John Anderson. And uh, there's some breaking news and some other stuff that... Well, we couldn't fit into 247, and we really can't wait on it till 248. So, hey, lucky you. You get a bonus issue. Mike, give us some breaking news about Disney, particularly Disney+. Plus. Well, let's just say this news makes Hulk say, Hulk smash. Okay, it's not as good as yours from the video, but um, <laughs> Disney+. Plus. Well, the Disney investors meeting was today. At the time of recording, uh, September or September, April 11th. And the biggest thing out of it was Disney Plus. What's Disney Plus for those who don't know? Well, Disney Plus is the Disney owned video streaming service that will compete with Netflix primarily. Uh, we talk about this also on this week's episode of We Be Geeks, and we compare Disney Plus to DC Universe, which is their streaming. And we're like, you know, DC, I paid the 80 cents for for the first month of DC Universe uh, because of Batman's 80th anniversary. And there's the original programming I like. There's a few things. I, you know, some of the shows that they brought on, I'm digging. Like one of the specials is the Legion of Superheroes. Yes, that's the one where Ed McMahon is the MC of the roast of a retiring superhero, and he's blitzed as can be. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of disappointed with some of the stuff that's not on there or the lack of stuff that's not on there, like the Christopher Nolan films. Uh, like Batman versus Superman or Justice League films that have been out more than a year, so to speak. I mean, I, I'll give Aquaman a break. Uh, obviously, Shazam, because it's just now out. Um, so, I mean, we, we did comparison. Whereas Disney Plus, you know, we said, if anything, yes, they're going to come in. They're, they're saying they're coming in price-wise underneath Netflix. I'm like, well, they need to come in under the price of 
DC universe as well. If they're, you know, if you want to go Marvel versus DC or Star Wars versus DC or whatever, it was announced November 12th is when Disney Plus is coming out. And the cost is going to be six ninety nine a month or sixty nine ninety nine for a year. Which the six sixty nine ninety nine a year makes it less than six dollars a year. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say five eighty something a month. Five eighty three a month. Yeah, there you, there you go. go. Look. At- that's why that's why eric's the freaking genius yeah i got lucky (laughs) (laughs) um so i mean i would say definitely the year is the way to go uh just like it is with marvel unlimited um at this point in time i mean it's like okay yeah dc has now added digital comics to the dc universe streaming service cool i could read a comic book on my tv which at 42 inches might not be a bad idea at times depending on how tired you are but, you know, or I could watch on my iPad, whatever. But I'm okay with Marvel Unlimited. Marvel Unlimited has been awesome. Um, my thing is, here's what DC, or here's, not DC, here's what Disney is coming with for Disney+. Plus. One, you look at the screenshot of what the menu is, it looks very Netflix-esque. And I love the fact, too, when you look at it, um, it's got the whole... Hey, here's our feature. Here, here's some movies we want to feature to you because uh, each person can have their own, just like Netflix, can have their own account. Um, I guess you can have multiple accounts per, like Netflix, you have your main account, but you create different profiles. There we go. And each profile can have their own avatar based on various Disney characters. Or I'm hoping Star Wars or Marvel or whatever. Because you know what? I wouldn't mind having the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo as my avatar. Oh, yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, as, as much as I love Star Wars 2, um, I'll throw that for something else. But so the the interface is going to be very similar to some stuff that pe- most people are already familiar with and comfortable with. Because I'll say I like the Netflix interface better than I like the Hulu interface. Yeah. Right. Um. So, Marvel-wise, shows that are coming. How about WandaVision? (laughs) That is the official title for the Scarlet Witch Vision series, is WandaVision. Okay. It sounds like Willy Wonka. Yeah. It does. It does. You You can't change my mind on this. Second up, confirming Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie will return and team up as the frenemies that they are. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, that's going to be so good. Uh, third, this is actually going to be an animated series with original cast members returning. Uh, and Kevin Feige described the first episode as, what if Peggy Carter had become a super soldier and Steve Rogers had stayed a scrawny kid, but made, but joined the fight in an armored suit made by Howard Stark? What are we talking about? What if? What if is going to be animated? And that's we discussed this before on on this show, on this podcast. That that's really the only way you could do it. Really is. It really I, is. I think you could do it live action as well. But I think it. I mean, if they could give the Mandalorian a million dollar an episode budget, I think they could do the same thing with What If. Mm-hmm. You know, I I never ever thought I would actually hear myself say this. <laughs> what if, what if 
was done computer animated, kind of like the Clone Wars. <laughs> that would be awesome. And kind of that style. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now, cool. I will admit, I will admit that what surprises the, me, the fact that I'm saying this the most is because when they did the Clone Wars two-part pilot episode in in movie theaters, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought that was like the, well, okay, it wasn't the mother of all stupid decisions, but at least it was the cousin or aunt. Right. Yeah. That and to me, the movie was was stupid because oh, let's go ahead and just take the the first two episodes and put them on the big screen. But they're not designed to be on the big screen. Yeah. Well, you know, it's okay. It's only going to be a few for a few weeks anyway. Yeah, I went there. I thought, you know, suddenly the popcorn is not the biggest ripoff that I had today. Yeah. But but on a smaller screen, smaller screen, the movie looks great. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, 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 no. I I think I think that could work. Yeah, small screen Clone Wars was perfect because that's how it was designed. It was not right. was not meant to be a big screen thing. But uh, what if? I mean, I can I could take it as animated. I I I I almost prefer that it's animated. To be honest, I I kind of. But, you know, I don't think I want it Disney Channel, Disney XD animated style. I want it to, no. have, I want it to have a little bit more of that um, Aeon Flux vibe or uh, MTV's Liquid TV yeah. type okay. feel. I don't want to say go Adult Swim um, or, or me. I know I'm not making myself clear, but hopefully you get the gist of which way I want to I want to go with it. I think I get it almost not quite full on uh, anime like, but, you know, definitely a little more. I, I don't think I want to. I don't want it anime like what was on G4. Oh, no, 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 not 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 like the uh, the Marvel anime, but. Almost like because like uh, Aeon Flux was like borderline like it was almost like an American uh, American um, interpretation of what an anime series would be. Kind of that. Kind of want a script vibe similar to Aeon Flux, not oh. necessarily the animated look, but I kind of want. I think there's been pictures posted of potentially what this looks like. All right, did you guys ever watch the animated Planet Hulk? Yes, 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 yes. Kind of that direction. Being that style, either. That's yes. That's the direction I want to go. You know, Iger, if you're listening, give us either Clone Wars or Planet Hulk animation styles. We'll be happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I would even take uh, Star Wars Rebels esque animation as well. Yeah, that wouldn't be too bad. Um, Also, too, uh, there there will be two. So far, there's been mentioned two nonfiction documentary series, such as Marvel Hero Project and Marvel 616. Oh. Now, um, again, Peggy Carter is going to be doing the, uh, is kicking off the the what if. Uh, so who knows what else we're going to get from that. You know what would have been cool? If they had done like the what if in the, with like the what if in the comics, because I believe what if number one was a Jessica Jones story. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Now, more information about here's here's a quick rundown of everything that was unveiled and confirmed about Disney Plus. All the content will be available for download. Wow. Okay. 
So if you're yeah. in that situation where you don't have Wi-Fi and it's already there and you already have it downloaded, you can watch it. Uh, two, Captain Marvel will be on Disney Plus on day one. Um, the entire the entire Disney signature collection will be available on day one, and that includes just eight animated. And to date, that includes just eight animated titles, including Snow White, Pinocchio, and Peter Pan. Into the Unknown, a documentary series on making of Frozen 2. Just let it go. Every Pixar title within the first year will be up within the first year of launch. All the Pixar shorts will be available at launch. Now, a, that's something I'm looking forward to. A series of Pixar shorts about Forky, the new character from Toy Story 4. I'm not looking forward to that. Lamp Life, a new short film about Toy Story 4's Bo Peep. What? <laughs> yep. Uh, the the aforementioned Marvel TV series that we've already talked about, all Star Wars films within year one, a Cassian Andor series starring Diego Luna and Alan Tudyk. Oh, yeah. OK, that the, sounds good. The Mandalorian, yeah. the first ever live action Star Wars series from John Favreau. Hey, happy. Um, and that will be day one. Noel, a holiday film starring Anna Kendrick and Bill Hatter. Timmy Failure, an original film directed by Tom McCarthy. Stargirl, based on the best-selling book. Togo, a new original film starring Willem Dafoe. Hey, Greek Goblin. The real-life tale of a man and his lead do- sled dog's incredible journey through the Ale- Alaskan tundra. Uh, this one I don't know about because um, I think he's hit and miss. The World According to Jeff Goldblum, a documentary series where Goldblum pulls back the curtain on a seemingly familiar object to reveal a world of astonishing connections, fascinating science, and a whole lot of big ideas. No, I have a funny feeling with the way Zoe is with science. This is one she may be watching. I'm thinking you're probably right. Uh, Magic of the Animal Kingdom, a documentary series which takes viewers behind the scenes with the highly respected animal care experts, veterinarians, and bi- 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 lo- uh, biologists <laughs> at Disney's Animal Kingdom and Epcot Sea Base Aquarium. The Phineas and Ferb movie. It's a working title. An animated film that will feature many of the original voice cast and the exclusive streaming home of... Of all 30 seasons of The Simpsons. Wow. Mm. Which I think we talked about briefly over on when we had John on. Uh, so, yeah, Simpsons are leaving the FX uh, on-demand apps and will be going directly to Disney+. Plus. Altogether, Disney Plus will have 7,500 television episodes and 500 films to start. <laughs> Disney's <But there's>, all. <laughs> What's that? I said, but there's nothing to watch. No, if there's nothing to watch, then you got something else. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. I mean, how insane is this? I mean, they, you're talking about throwing down the gauntlet. If, you, if, if you're going to start a streaming service, that's how you start a streaming service. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, um, now Disney Plus will change the streaming service market, obviously. Uh, the biggest consequences at the moment is the loss of Marvel's TV Netflix shows um, with Jessica Jones' third season ending the partnership, mm-hmm. which has not come out yet. Uh, Hulu is still a separate streaming service, so shows that are featured on that service will most likely not cross over, especially if Disney does not deem them family-friendly. There has been a lack, a surprising lack of 20th Century Fox productions during the presentation, 
it may be that they want to focus on their own brands with the le- with the release before adding new prior properties at this time. Um, it will be interesting to see what we may expect from the service in the near future. But if not, if they don't want to put them on the service right away, put them over on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And then on and then on top of that, you've got you know Disney's talking to AT and T slash Time Warner about taking their ten percent stake of Hulu or buying their stake of Hulu uh, since they're coming out with their own Warner Media service. So uh, I think this is you know having Hulu and this is going to be a, a big win for both. Oh yeah. So, um, but if you go to preview.disneyplus and spell out plus.com, you can sign up to be updated on what's coming. Oh, there's also going to be like 250 hours of National Geographic property. I, I am so totally down with that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is, this is absolutely insane. Anyway, let's get into our picks of the week, shall we? If we, I mean, our picks are going to be like nothing compared to just this whole bomb dropped by Disney with Disney Plus. Yeah, for real. So, um, well, I'm starting this off since I've got the MU pick this week. Uh, my first pick is Guardians of the Galaxy number four. It's by Donnie Coates, Jeff Shaw, and David Marquez. The Dark Guardians. The Dark Guardians, a new cosmic hit squad made up of the most powerful and cunning people in space, are going to kill Gamora. It's time for the new Guardians of the Galaxy to saddle up. So, Eric, how about your first pick of the week? My first pick of the week is Age of X-Men Amazing Nightcrawler number three by Seanan McGuire, uh, Juan for. Okay, and Shane Davis. <laughs> for Gary, I guess it's the one for Gary. I'm going to call it that. Juan can come on here and correct me if he wants. Uh, in the clutches of temptation, as not Hollywood's leading man and mascot of the X-Men, Nightcrawler has it all. What more could this American idol still yearn for? Whatever it is, he'll find it in a hedonistic underground masquerade club. You had me at hedonistic underground masquerade club. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kylan, you're up next. My first pick is Daredevil, number four, brought to us by Chip Zdarsky, Marco Cicchetto, Julian, and Julian Tatino Tedesco. No Fear, part four, because they got paid by the word, apparently. <laughs> Okay, well, my second pick of the week, and this one I'm kind of excited about. Um, I got to make sure my local comic book shop, my LCS, um, adds this to my poll list. Star Wars TIE Fighter number one. It's by Jody Hauser. Uh, Raj, I'm, I'm assuming that's Raj or, or Roji, um, Antonia, and Giuseppe Carmaculli, and more. Enter the Shadow Wing, the Empire's salvation, the Rebels' doom. As the war against the Rebellion stretches on, it is the innocent people of the Galactic Empire who are most at risk. An elite squadron of TIE fighter pilots is assembled to help protect Imperial interests and hammer the Imperial, the Emperor's fury down the upon the treasonous and violent rebel alliance. But how far is this untested team willing to go to preserve law and order? And are the pilots of the Shadow Wing as loyal to the Empire, Empire as they seem? This April, Jody Hauser, uh, who did Thrawn and Age of the Republic, and Roger Ontario, Antonio's X, from X-Men Red, uh, their TIE Fighter tale chronicles the struggles and triumphs of the heroes of the Empire in the last days of the of Civil War. But what about the heroes of the Rebellion? 
Be sure to pick up the first book of TIE Fighter's sister, sister novel series, Star Wars Alphabet Squad by Alexander Freed from Delray Books on sale this June. So I'm excited for this. This, this, is, this is almost like playing Star Wars Republic Commando. Yeah, or the old original TIE Fighter game. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure, well, this would be like reading uh, Crimson Empire when you're focusing yeah. on the on the uh, on the, um, the Royal Guards or the Imperial yeah. Guards. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Eric, your second pick of the week. My second pick is a trade paperback. It is Shield, the Human Machine trade paperback, by Jonathan Hickman, Dustin Weaver, and Gerald Perel. A long-awaited modern classic, The Hidden Past of S.H.I.E.L.D. is revealed courtesy of some of history's greatest minds. Michelangelo has been pulling the strings for years, but can even he keep Leonardo da Vinci and Isaac Newton from killing each other and destroying the brotherhood of the S.H.I.E.L.D.? The battle for the immortal city comes to a climactic conclusion. Michelangelo and Nikola Tesla kick their plan into high gear. Galileo takes on Galactus. The truth behind Nostradamus is uncovered, and Howard Stark lays the foundation for the espionage organization you know and love. But the battle that decides our present will be fought in the future. Collecting S.H.I.E.L.D. numbers 1 through 4, S.H.I.E.L.D. by Hickman and Reaver numbers 5 and 6, and S.H.I.E.L.D. Infinity. Okay. Kylan, your second pick of the week. My second pick is Major X number 2. Of six, uh, brought to us by Rob Liefeld and Brent Peebles. Who is Major X? A mysterious new player enters the Marvel Universe, and the X-Men are in his crosshairs? What is the mission, and how can the man known as Cable hope to stop him? Writer-artist Rob Liefeld introduces a new wrinkle in the saga of Marvel's Mightiest Mutants. The mystery of Major X continues in issue two as he forges union with Cable and races against time to save humankind from certain devastation. Okay. Well, my final pick of the week is West Coast Avengers number 10 uh, from Kelly Thompson, Gang Hook Lim, and Edward Petrovich. The good, the bad, and the beautiful continues or concludes. Hawkeye and Hawkeye lead the fight to save America Chavez from a cult that believes she's their prophesied chosen one who will lead them into the light and also into victory as they attempt to take a takeover of Los Angeles. But just as things look darkest, the team is joined by a mysterious and powerful new ally. Amid flying arrows and punching fists, relationships are both blossoming and being torn apart. What does this all mean for the future of the West Coast Avengers? And this has actually been a much better series than than I was expecting. Um, I'm glad I took a chance on it. Being an old West Coast Avengers fan from, from back in the day, uh, this is definitely kind of staying true to that, that feel. But modernized, and I'm I'm just absolutely happy with the stories that everyone's doing with this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Eric, your final pick of the week. My final pick of the week is another trade paperback. It is Spider-Man 2099 versus Venom 2099 by Peter David, Andrew Wildman, Rick Leonardi. Continuing the original adventures of Miguel O'Hara, the Spider-Man of the year 2099. First, Miguel shares a body-swapping, timeline-tangling adventure with none other than Peter Parker, the ever-amazing Spider-Man of the modern day. 
But how does the Green Goblin of the far-flung year 2211 fit into the madness? Miguel finally gets back to the future, only to be drawn into the web of Doom. Dr. Doom, that is, who has taken over the United States. How will Spidey react when both President Doom and Alchemax's Tyler Stone approach him with job offers? And tragedy strikes when the Venom of 2099 attacks. What is this new Venom's secret connection to Miguel? Plus, the futuristic wall crawler faces the man spider, the impaler, the chameleon, and more. Collecting Spider-Man 2099, numbers 34 and 38, and special Spider-Man 2099 meets Spider-Man and material from 2099 Unlimited, numbers 9 and 10. I'm just going to call it, I loved the Doom 2099 series. Mm-hmm. Doom! Doom was... He 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 was a he was a bad dude right there. He he was not the he was not the the stereotypical mustache twirling. If he had a mustache, he was this was this was almost hardcore doom. Oh, I mean he was he was not a hero. Let, let's let's be honest. He was not a hero, but he was try, he was an architect of the future, as he put it. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, he was he was not trying to merely take over stuff. He was trying to rebuild. Of course, he was rebuilding with him in charge, but he was rebuilding. Well, I I would say there's something to be said for that, but he kind of had less than honorable intentions in his efforts. So, <laughs> well, they weren't necessarily they weren't villainous. It was just I'm the one in charge. I am the only one. I, I am the one most capable of the job. Right. Right. So it was not it was not evil. Arrogant. Yes. Um, a little bit ruthless. Yes. But he was not he was not the comic bookish doom from like the Fantastic Four of years gone by. Right. He was a little more sinister than that. Uh, yeah, you could say that. Okay. Okay. So, Kylan, your final pick. My final pick is Shuri, number seven, brought to us by Vita Ayala, Paul Davidson, and Kirby Fagan. Guest starring Miles Morales and Ms. Marvel. When it looks like an enemy of Wakanda has left a signature behind in America, Princess Shuri heads overseas to investigate. But she's not the only hero in the case. With New York City and New Jersey on the line, there's no way Miles Morales and Kamala Khan are sitting this one out. Guest creative team Via Ayala and Paul Davidson take street on a star-studded adventure. Okay. Well, I've also got the MU pick for this week, and I went with Guardians of the Galaxy number 150. Uh, this came out March of 20, or it was released January of 2018. Um, it's Don't Fear the Reaper is the name of the story. That, that song will be stuck in my head for quite a while now. Uh, but on the front cover, it says The Return of Warlock. So, hmm. uh, the synopsis, oh. the synopsis of this, the return of Adam Warlock part one. That's right. As more and more parties take an interest in the infinity stones, a man with serious infinity, infinity experience joins the fray. Plus Nova rocket leads the charge against the Raptors. Mm. Mm. So I thought it was a great pick. Oh yeah. So that's guardians of the galaxy. Number one fifty. 
So any final thoughts? I can't wait till November. Yeah. I can't November. I can't wait till the end of this month. Yeah. I just can't wait, period. <laughs> That's all I got to say. I can't wait. <laughs> so on that note, um, we will see everyone next week, hopefully with a lot more news. Until next time. <laughs> Thank you for your cooperation.